0: light into a dark world he knew his calling he knew his place and he knew the cross laid laid before him to take man out of darkness and when he left this world he decided it's time for us the church for our light to shine so as a shining light Peter called us a chosen people a royal priesthood a holy nation God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. In John, he said, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sins. We illuminate brighter when we're walking together in one accord. For they will see God. Blessed are the peacemaker, because they will be called the children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except be thrown down and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everybody in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. What a compliment. Light of the world means light giver and light receiver, a title that Christ claimed for himself in the Gospel of John, and now Jesus claims it over his church. As Christians, we are either failing or fulfilling the calling. He has passed the torch onto us to illuminate the world. Light is to be shared so anyone and everyone can see it. If you need your light to shine, pick up your Bible, for the scripture says in Psalms, your word is a light unto my feet, a light on my path. And again, The unfolding of your words give light. It gives understanding to the simple. Now plug yourself into the power source. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And John says, but if you walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus... His Son purifies us from all sins. And do this, understanding the present time, the hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The deeds of darkness, put off the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, non dissension and jealousy. Rather, close yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. And Paul says, For God, who said, Let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in your hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in Jesus Christ my lord so let your light shine on others by the deeds of kindness place a smile on your face a joy in your heart saying thank you often holding open doors and being kind to one another and love one another forgiving often and be at peace with all men merry christmas
1: of this church have covered Matthew and Luke's account of the fulfillment of dozens of Old Testament prophecies concerning the coming of God's promised deliverer, the Messiah, Jesus, the Christ. I want to take a brief look at John's account. And interestingly enough to me, the gospel account skips the birth narrative of Jesus completely. He wrote years after the other guys, figured they probably covered all of those bases. Instead, John seems to be consumed with this whole idea of light. In fact, the only other concept he mentions more often in his letters is love. The ex-fisherman portrays Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Savior of the world, in terms of light. And he takes this imagery from God's first day of creation. I said creation, not evolution. Does it matter what you believe? It's the difference between heaven and hell. It is the word of God. In Genesis chapter one, you know how it goes. These are familiar words to our hearts. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and void. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And God saw that the light was good, and He separated the light from the darkness. You'll notice in the Bible there is a huge distinction made between physical light and darkness, physical darkness, spiritual darkness. Spiritual darkness best describes the actions, lifestyles, and behaviors of people that are not submitted to God or his son, Jesus Christ. It also infers a lack of enlightenment, knowledge, insight, and understanding spiritual darkness is willful the world chooses that darkness the opposite of light has come to mean all that separates us from God because God is light John tells us later in one of his epistles light is the symbol of salvation spiritual enlightenment growth discernment but it can only be understood and appreciated when we contrast it and compare it to the darkness years ago I was in the cave of the winds how my family convinced me I should climb down a hole in the ground to where billions of tons of rock were suffocatingly over my head and in a claustrophobic moment of total clarity when they turn out the lights. It was the darkest darkness I had ever felt in my life. It was palpable. It was suffocating. And you thought about all that was in that place. And if, if, if they never turned the lights on again, you were a dead person. You would never make your way out of there. And I thought to myself, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. The Bible speaks of spiritual darkness. In the same kind of terms, the darkness where we can't find our way, where there is no way out, where it is suffocating, it is uncomfortable, and it's a place we don't want to be. John begins his gospel much like God began Genesis. He says, In the beginning was the Word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. It's interesting to me that the word, word, in Greek is logos. It's not logos, it's not logos, it's logos. And it's a nominative masculine singular. It refers to a male personage. Notice what John has said. Jesus was in the beginning before time began. He was with God, yet he was separate and distinct from God. It is difficult to explain that passage without believing in a triune God, one God, three persons within that Godhead. It says also that he was with God in the beginning, and through him, through Jesus, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness. But here's the problem. The darkness has not apprehended it. It's not comprehended it. It has not understood it. It has not embraced it. Though he was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, the Jewish people. But his own did not receive him. Yet... To all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. Amazingly, this word came and lived among us, and the word became flesh, John tells us, dwelt amongst us, and we have seen his glory, the Shekinah glory, the radiant glory, as of the only begotten Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. The Word is Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, born in Bethlehem's manger. Why did Jesus come? He was offered the choice. He could have said, no, I don't want to go from this glorious heavenly presence of God to a fallen, sinful, and darkened world. Why did He come? He came to present Himself to the nation of Israel as its long-awaited Messiah, And Savior. He came to his own, but his own did not receive him. He came to give you and I spiritual hope, life, meaning, purpose. He came to condemn the prince of this world, Satan. Hallelujah. He came to take away the sins of the world. Have you asked him to take away yours? He came to bring light to a world darkened by sin. He came to give salvation to all who would believe in him. He came to give us victory over sin and death, Satan and this world. He came to forgive, to heal, to empower, to give us his Holy Spirit and the eternal kingdom. He came to give us hope, light, joy, life abundant. He came to give us his Holy Spirit along with all of his spiritual gifts, his fruit over and over again. We are told, God gives. For God so loved the world that he gave his son. John has repeated in the first chapter this word light seven times. Interesting, the science of physics tells us that light in the Greek phos, it's a bit of a paradox. Light has both particle properties and wave properties just as Jesus is both man and God human yet divine it causes one to scratch his head and wonder at the magnificent God we serve did you also know there is no such thing as darkness there is only the absence of light may I show you Jesus came to bring light to a world darkened by sin and selfishness. Jesus said, I, I alone am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness, Jesus came to deliver us from the darkness of this world of sin and degradation. And then he told his disciples, Now you are the light of the world. The city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. In other words, there's no such thing as secret Christians. Jesus said, If you are not for me, you are against me. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light, he told his disciples, shine before men so that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Our candlelight service reminds us that he came to be the light of the world and we are until he comes his ambassadors, we represent Jesus, it is to let our light shine before people, our conduct must match our confession we are in the world but not to be of the world deacons and elders, if you would come they will be passing their tapers down the aisle to light your candles and I would encourage you to light the person's candle next to you because as the disciples were given the great commission as they let their light shine before a fallen world, that one light born in Bethlehem's manger grew. Today it encompasses every nation and tongue and people and tribe. Let Your light so shine that they see your good deeds. Give glory to your... Jesus a slider no lighting of your candle means that you are committed to letting your light shine before men to represent Christ to live holy and pure in this world free from the defilement of this world you are a child of God act like it he is the light of the world and he has asked you to be his light in this world Commit yourself to that. Ask him to search your heart. Forgive you your sins. Fill you with all of the resources you need to live rightly before him. This is a day of surrender. This is a day where we say, Lord, may your light fill my heart. I've been living in darkness too long. I've been living in compromise. Save me, Lord Jesus, son of God. Take away my sins. Use me for your glory. Jesus came 2,000 years ago, and I'm here to tell you he's coming again. After Jesus had spoke to his disciples, he was taken up from before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were still looking intently up into the sky as he was going when suddenly two angels, appearing as men dressed in white, stood beside them. You men of Galilee, they said, Why do you stand here looking into the sky? The same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way that you have seen him go into heaven. Someday the trumpet will sound, the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are alive will be caught up together in the heavens. And so be with the Lord forever. Jesus came the first time. In the fullness of time, Galatians tells us, He will come again. Next time, not as a babe in Bethlehem's manger. Lord of lords, King of kings. When, Pastor Jim? In the fullness of time. Heavenly Father, We commit ourselves into your hands. Forgive us our sins. Save us from our sins. Lord Jesus, Son of God, born a babe in Bethlehem's manger, save us from our sins. Fill us with your Holy Spirit, for we believe with all of our hearts that you are the Son of God, that you died on the cross to take our sins away, my sins away. So be my Lord, God, shepherd, and Savior this morning so that I will be ready when you come, because no man knows the day or the hour. We commit ourselves with faithful hearts, grateful hearts, into your hands, Father. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen. (laughs) Please extinguish.